We are 10 days away from the NBA trade deadline. And with everything surrounding the Chicago Bulls right now, they are being included in quite a bit of trade rumors. Some, you know, more positive, some that make sense, some that don't. We're going to break down all the trade rumors right now surrounding the Chicago Bulls. We're also going to talk about the seasons that Nikola Vucevic and Patrick Williams are putting together for the Chicago Bulls, heading into what could be major contract decisions that the Bulls have to make on the word. And into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. I'm the host here, Hayes, and so we're going to start off with the Bulls trade rumors. The Bulls are involved in quite a lot of rumors. We don't know how much actual talks are around these rumors, but one of the ones that came out yesterday is that the Bulls have set the asking price so high for Alice Caruso that it's basically deemed him to be almost uh, untouchable. And so, and you know, when you really take a look at, at the reasons why, and some of this I touched on on the members only video, if you're not a member of the channel, you want some exclusive content, definitely consider uh, becoming a member of the channel. But I said in that video that with Lonzo Ball and his injury history, that you always have to have a high level backup. It's made Iota Sumu, Alice Crusoe, and maybe even Kobe White value even more for what for the Bulls than what it would be for other teams when you consider the fact that even if Lonzo Ball was to come back healthy tomorrow, you still have to have, you're always going to have to have a high-level backup in place as long as Lonzo Ball is your point guard on your team. So I wonder if the asking price for Alice Caruso is tied in to the Lonzo Ball um, situation at all and that the Bulls look at it and say, hey, we can bet on Io and Caruso for the most part if Caruso can stay healthy. He's always going to have his little dings and it's made him that much more important. And then, you know, also in that it was mentioned how he's part of the culture. He helped set the culture here in Chicago and the culture that I'm sure that most teams would want to have as far as sacrificing his body, getting out there, going after loose balls and just, you know, being a, a really great defender and setting the tone there with energy. Not always the best shooter, but we know what Alice Caruso, when he's on, has meant to this team. I've went over a couple of episodes, the, the on and off court things for Alice Caruso and the Bulls are just simply a better team when Alice Caruso's on the court. That's on offense and defense, even though he's not a volume shooter himself. So I understand why the Bulls have set the asking price for Caruso so high. When the initial rumor came out that it said that the Bulls look at that value as two first round picks. I completely agree with that because what he means to this team, as well as the insurance that he brings for not only IO, but, and, and that's what plays into what this offseason could be for the Chicago Bulls. When you look at like, they're always going to have to spend a lot of money on guards and the Bulls very well may start setting up and stacking their salary in a way that they always have to account for just a lot of money at that guard position with everything and how injury prone it is. So, you know, to hear that they've set that price uh, as high for Alice Caruso doesn't really surprise me. You look at what he could bring to a championship level team and it's probably would just be championship level teams that are are, that are interested in him and you know a first a single first round pick from a team that is a deep playoff team isn't really going to be of that much value to you so you want more, multiple uh right off the top of that and the Bulls could probably still get back at a young player so even though they set that asking price maybe too high now don't be surprised if we hear some more trade rumors with Alex Caruso in the offseason depending on what other moves the Bulls make not because the Bulls don't want Alex Caruso, not because I don't want Alex Caruso on this team, but when you look at it, if the Bulls are trying to improve or if they do want to get in this draft, there's a player in this draft that they like in a team, at, at a, even at a lower pick, because they have no first-round picks unless that Portland pick does convey, you very well could look at the Bulls maybe doing something like that. So 
you know, the fact that they haven't said that he's untouchable is just that their asking price is higher than teams are willing to pay right now. With how things are in the NBA and how tight things are, there could be a team that's left by the end of the season on the outside looking out of the conference finals and look at Alice Caruso as maybe that piece they could acquire in the offseason to really improve for the for the next uh, season leading in. So, you know, monitor that with him. Um, we also got came out something that I've been saying here, if you guys have been listening to me, uh, the Bulls do not plan on moving any of the big three. This is another rumor that came out yesterday, and that tracks with what AK's mindset is. Even though I know the continuity bet did not work out, I would I think AK would even admit in the way that he hoped that it would work out this season, you still have to have a level of continuity. And I know a lot of Bulls fans I look at Vooch, look at uh, DeMar's contracts and say, hey, it may be time to start moving these and take advantage of that value. But maybe AK does weigh these as more so, hey, we're going to we're going to continue to try to build around this core uh, and and figure out how to how to better support this core, because there have been there's been definitely more flashes this season of this core working together than what it was last season. The biggest thing between the big three is just the balance there um, with with the ball dominance of DeMar DeRozan and sometimes, you know, us not using Vooch to his best ability and Zach Levine's playmaking decision down the down the stretch of games. And I do think, I said this before, and I said this back when they made the signings, one of the biggest reasons the Bulls brought in, if you look at it, every other player on the court uh, with Zach Levine in that starting lineup is a solid ball handler. Well, projected. Lonzo, definitely. Um, uh uh, uh, DeMar DeRozan, definitely. Nikola Vucevic, definitely. And Patrick Williams, we already seen, and I think the flashes that we've seen from Patrick Williams as a ball handler and, dis- and distributor are way are better than what we've seen of Zach, the highs of highs that we've seen from Zach. But Zach is still a willing passer. To me, it's more so Zach down the stretch of games in tight games where that basketball IQ just creeps in. But this front office is not planning on going the full rebuild route that the narrative started at the beginning of this season and their issues. It's not happening. And I know a lot of Bulls fans are still holding out hope for that because it makes it feel that, well, not makes it feel, but it's a, it's an easier showing that, hey, this front office is doing something if they were to blow it up. But I've been telling you guys for the longest, it doesn't make the most sense um, with, with the, the young talent they still have on this team. If everybody was Vooch's or DeMar's age or we had a team that was mostly pushing 30, it would be more understandable for that blow it all up mindset. But this is still a a very young core. More, most of the pieces on this team that are part of the core are, are still still in their prime for the most part. So are, are, and haven't even reached that prime when, when you look at some of the players. So it kind of makes sense when you hear that, that the Bulls aren't really um, planning on moving any of the big three. They're going to continue this path to try to add to the team. And yeah, it's incremental changes and things like that. But um, that's just what the path that this team seems to be on. And they may not make that decision to move off that until maybe the offseason, until next season. You just never know what AK and Eversley, and as I've said before, it's not necessarily about them making huge moves at this trade deadline for me. It's more so that we have an improved team by the start of next season. But you guys know, I'm sitting at this place now where I'm at that this Bulls team is a playing team, and that's just the the realization that I have come to, and that's just where I sit at. Um, So it doesn't surprise me that they're not planning on moving any of that big three. The last uh, trade rumor that we got is the Bulls have had conversations with Phoenix about Jay Crowder. And so in, in that room that we heard, it was Jay Crowder and, and you know, involving Kobe White. And uh, I guess I kind of understand it, but at the same time, I don't know the validity in that because it's going to take more than Kobe White to just match uh, the salary contract with that. And then also I look at the, the growth that Kobe has had this season defensively, playmaking-wise, even though shooting splits are down. And I say, are the Bulls, as, the, as I think AK and Eversley are more in this adding to the team mindset, 
Do you give up all the assets needed to acquire Jay Crowder? Well, you could just wait to the offseason to add him. Jay Crowder's only 32 years old, not too old, still a solid uh, defensive player that can give you energy, that's going to give you toughness, going to bring a lot of the things that the Bulls do need. Now, one of the things that didn't make me think that this could be a possibility, because Jay Crowder at points in his career has played small ball center. And with how tough Jay Crowder is, I can absolutely see Billy Donovan playing Jay Crowder more at backup center than what he does Andre Drummond. I can just, I can just, I can see that happening. Not saying that I'm necessarily calling for that, but I can see it happening. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. And that's why the Bulls may be able to like use Jay Crowder and, and, and fit him in and get him a lot of minutes still because they could use him potentially up to three different positions. Um, but I just don't know if the Bulls are going to match that salary. It seems like they've been reluctant. We don't have any kind of dead salary on the back end that would just match that right up, right? It's not like Tony Bradley's on a $10 million contract or anything like that. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what the Bulls do at the trade deadline. And, you know, the fact that there's a lot of rumors surrounding them now, most of the rumors that come out around this time of year during the NBA, most of them don't come to fruition. Um, it's just kind of speculation leading to the trade deadline. Like I said, we're 10 days away from that. But you know, we'll see what it go, what happens with that. Um, but the next bit of news that we're going to get into today is Lonzo Ball. Billy Donovan saying Lonzo is nowhere near returning. Now, if you guys again have been watching me for a while, I've been basically saying I'm I'm not wasn't hopeful that Lonzo Ball was coming back this year, despite seeing him run on the treadmill, seeing him dunk. It just seems like it's a far ways off. And you know, I already kind of talked about how that plays into the Bulls' uh, offseason and trade moves. And uh, earlier when I talked about Alice Caruso, and overall, it just sucks. It sucks that where Lonzo is. It sucks that we get another update. That's that's not necessarily negative, but just is that he is not making really the the progress that is puts him on the path to return the season. You know, shout out to Billy Donovan for really Billy Donovan's been the most transparent in regards to Lonzo's injury that we've gotten from the Bulls. AK and Eversley really have they even come out and said anything since they said that initial four to six week timeline for him to be reevaluated? It's really been updates coming from Lonzo when we see him catch him on videos and Billy Donovan. So. Um, you know, it's, it's not that it wasn't unexpected for me at all that Lonzo didn't, isn't going to return this season. And, you know, I mean, that's just kind of how things seem to be going for me as we headed into this season. Uh, and as we got more news and once that four to six, six week time period went by without any updates, I took it as the writing on the wall. So I know Lonzo ball fans are out there hurting and, you know, it's unfortunate you guys don't get to see your guys fortunate for the bulls that we don't get to have a player that is literally the perfect backcourt mate for Zach Levine and definitely missed on this team and you know eventually we'll see where it goes and hopefully when we do get him back on the court um as I said before like Lonzo is always going to be one of those players at this point it's for the foreseeable future that's going to be managed right they're going to try to manage that that uh that uh injury and so do not expect him to play on back-to-backs at least to start the season probably for the most part of next season but you guys can let me know how you feel on that down below all right next topic uh before we get the uh, one before the last is Vooch is a uh, contract decision it's coming up and Vooch has been putting together quietly a, a, a really big season, especially when you look at 
And the fact he's a third option on this team, he's averaging 17.5 points on 51% shooting and 36% from, free, from uh, the three-point line, chipping in 11.1 rebounds and 3.3 uh, assists per game. Vooch is having a good season. And it, and it sucks sometimes to see the Bulls fans that automatically go to, like, blaming Vooch and, and Bulls' losses, and you can tell that they don't necessarily watch the games to see Vooch's impact. Yes, we all know Vooch's faults defensively. Nobody's, nobody's talking for that, but, the, but there's not a lot of upgrades at center overall from Nikola Vucevic. Yes, you can get centers that do specific things better, but there are not a lot of centers in the, in the NBA that are just straight-up upgrades that bring a lot of the things that Vooch does on the offensive end while also bringing things that he doesn't do on the defensive end. And so there it could be an argument said to say that, well, maybe a, a center that doesn't need offense and doesn't put and, and doesn't need shots as many as Vooch does could be better for this offense. There is a, a, a thing to be said with that, but I think when we have seen the Chicago Bulls play the best this season, it's been when we're able to play through Nikola Vucevic, and he is just that engine on the offensive end. There are not very many centers that, that have the skill set of passing and offense that he does, and yes, Vooch is not the best defensively. We know that, especially in one-on-one defense, but I do think Vooch has been playing better team defense, weak side defense, and showing a better instinct with blocking shots and when he's in position to do so. Again, not a shot blocker by any stretch of the imagination, but I do think that Vooch is probably going to get a contract extension with the Chicago Bulls, just with the way that he's gone about his business, really just focus it on the team. I think AK is going to be motivated to bring him back, especially if there's not any clear upgrades out over there, uh, out there for him in the free agent market. And the Bulls, like I said, they, they could have considerable cap space, but then do you run the risk um, of trying to sign those uh, players and then maybe losing Vooch? I do think, I don't know if the contract extension comes before the end of the season or the off season. They do run the risk at that time of him possibly leaving in the open market because I tell you what, as down on Vooch as Bulls fans are, I guarantee you there are teams, especially teams that are close or not are playing to play off teams that may be considering themselves close to contending that would be there knocking at, at Vooch's door with the full mid-level exception, if not more, the moment free agency opens. So Vooch quietly putting together a good season for the Chicago Bulls, especially when you look at it as a third option. If he was the second option on this team, he would probably be averaging closer to what we saw in Orlando, and that's where he was the first option. So that's just my thoughts on, on um, Nikola Vucevic. And then Patrick Williams as well, putting together one of the best stretches of his career, probably the best season overall in his career. Um, right now, uh, over the last 12 games for the Chicago Bulls, Patrick Williams is averaging 13.1 points, 5.3 rebounds, which is something that a lot of people harping on him about is wanting him to rebound a little bit better. Um, and then he's shooting 49% from the field and 44% from three-point range. If he can maintain this level of production, it's basically what the Bulls wanted from him. At this current point in time, if you give, if you have a fourth option on your team averaging 13 and five, right, on the back half of the season, that's what you want from a fourth option. And he's slowly being more aggressive as well. You know, seeing uh, the confidence built in that last game, the dunks and, and taking people off the dribble, a confident P-Will is a dangerous P-Will for this team. And we know that. And he needs to understand that. P but P-Will is slowly just been improving. Not the major leap or anything like that. Not remotely. Let me be clear here. He's not remotely taking what I would consider a leap, but he is taking steps. And the biggest step that we need to see him take now is not only consistency, but aggression and focus, right? And, and being able to understand and pick his spots, not shying away from taking shots, things like that. And he's slowly getting there. That three, P. Will's confidence in that three-point shot is something that I love to see from him. 
and he's starting to try to take players off the dribble. We've seen at times this season, not consistently, but at times him understanding how to use his body on the defensive end as players try to penetrate and get to the rim and get to the post. So as we continue to see that from P. Will and see that growth from him, he's slowly rounding out and having that season that reminds us of the potential that he can be. But again, the flashes are fine. We need to see that more consistently for the Bulls, especially on the back half of the season, especially on a season where we just... We, it's been so many games where we just needed somebody else other than Zach, somebody else other than DeMar, somebody else other than Vooch to step up in games. And if Patrick Williams can slowly, and by the end of the season, be that for the Bulls, it's going to be a good way in, in, his, in, his, path, in his development path. Um, and only his third season, really second and a half when you look at how much he missed last season. But, you know, what it could have, should have there. Patrick Williams has to continue to show that, though. And we need to see that for Patrick Williams. Remainder of the season, especially through the month, month of February, and we'll see where it gets him um, at the end. But that is it for today. No games today. We don't play again till tomorrow, so it'll be game day tomorrow. We'll be holding everything down. Otherwise, other if any other news drops today, I will drop an episode. You guys know when news drop, I drop. But otherwise, make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. I'm like I liked in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See Red, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.